KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. And carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Happy Friday. It is Friday, February 26th, moving into the final weekend of the month of February. February always goes by so quickly, and then, of course, March coming in next week. Can't believe it, and wrapping up soon the first week of Lent. Coming up on the program, we have, of course, because it's a Friday morning, our dear friend Doug Keck, President and Chief Operating Officer of the network, to talk about all the great programming we can expect. He gives us a little bit of an inside scoop before we head into the following weeks, so we know what's coming up, so we can plan our schedules around the great programming. Speaking of EWTN, someone you know and love from the network, Father Leo, Father Leo Pelighug, and he is someone who's hosted many programs on the network, and he takes us all over the country and the world to introduce us to the beauty of how food feeds our souls and our bodies, because he loves food, he loves to cook, he's a chef, and he has a ministry, platinggrace.com, and many books, where he helps us get back to the basics of getting to the table and reminding us of the importance of Eucharist, Right? And Mangeri eating, as we say in Italian. He is going to be one of our keynote speakers on the Good News Marriage Cruise, which is coming up next year, goodnewscruise.com. And I'm very excited because we both love to cook. And Father Leo, as he often says, received a lot of his exposure to cooking when he was studying in Rome. So he does a lot of Italian cooking. And I'm hoping, I'm going to ask, I'm going to put him on the spot this morning and ask him if I can be his sous chef when we're on the cruise. Because I, I would just love to be there to help him out and watch him cook. It'll be a lot of fun. So I want to talk to him also about what's happening with the family and what we're seeing now from this new administration, some pretty scary stuff. The Equality Act basically shoved through the House yesterday. It's anything about equality, especially when it comes to anyone concerned about morality, this whole gender uh, ideology, and also abortion, so-called same-sex marriage. Extremely problematic. As Monsignor Pope said yesterday, the bishops have come out very strongly against this. And right now, it doesn't look like it's going to make it through the Senate, at least first time around. But, you know, with the way things are in our country and in Washington, who knows? So we need to be informed about that, and we'll also get Father Leo's perspective as well. And we are leaving a few minutes for a fact check Friday. I think it's important for us to take a look at the way media cover stories because it affects us. The way the stories are put out there about things about which we're concerned, whether it be the life issues, whether it be marriage, whether it be the dignity of women, all of these things, when they're covered by the media and they pound us with a certain agenda, can affect the way we think and the way we react and the way we understand these issues. For example, there are allegations, and at this point there are only allegations, strong allegations that have come out, and the story really broke big time on Wednesday. We didn't have time to get into it yesterday because of the Equality Act coming up in the House. But the story broke Wednesday about Governor Andrew Cuomo, in addition to being on the hot seat regarding the deaths related to COVID in nursing homes, there are allegations of sexual harassment. Uh, One woman who worked with the governor as recently as 2017 first came out in December on Twitter. Now she's coming out again, and reportedly there are more women with whom the governor worked, who are also going to be coming forward. Now, these are allegations. And so when you cover a story about allegations, you say they're allegations. And if it's a major 
person, such as a governor or someone in politics, it is a story. So we shouldn't have any problem with them reporting these stories. The allegations come up, whether it's a lawsuit, whatever, you report the story, then you mention what's happening and the status of those quote-unquote allegations or any incoming investigation. But what happens in the media is the media sit there and they get all of these different politicians on the left who say they're so concerned about women, who say all women must be heard, and I'm not disagreeing with that, okay, or disagreeing that women shouldn't have a voice, or anyone who is is experiencing something as horrible as sexual harassment shouldn't have a voice. But you can't have it both ways. You can't sit there and say, well, when the woman who's making the allegations fits into our political box, let's run with this, let's run this story into the ground, as they did with Brett Kavanaugh during his nomination, and then when a prominent person on the left is accused of the same thing, ignore the story. Literally ignore the story. And that's what's been happening with the networks. And so we'll talk about that in Fact Check Friday. All right, so that's our program for today. A lot of news, as you can imagine, as far as the weather, some high winds and heavy mountain snow persisting across the northwest and into the high plains. Strong, gusty offshore winds in Southern California will cause problems all the way through Sunday. And then other parts of the country, showers and thunderstorms developing. And you could have some flash floods across the Mid-South and a few storms could be severe. Otherwise, the uh, weather map, if you're looking at it across the country, looks uh, very nice, actually. Already five minutes past the hour. Let's take a look and see what's happening in and around our world on a Friday. And it is a busy Friday morning news-wise. As we just mentioned, the House yesterday passing the so-called Equality Act. That's a measure the U.S. bishops have strongly warned would trample religious freedom protections while codifying gender ideology into federal law. As Catholic News Agency explains, by a vote of 224 to 206, the House passing the act only six days after it was introduced on February 18th. That legislation recognizing sexual orientation and gender identity as protected classes under civil rights law, forbidding discrimination on the basis of those classes in a number of areas. The USCCB, United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, opposing that legislation, saying it upholds gender ideology and the redefinition of marriage, framing gender as simply a social construct. Furthermore, they say it would punish religious groups opposed to these beliefs. In an interview on EWTN News Nightly, Representative Warren Davidson from Ohio saying it's enforcing a radical agenda. It's really about imposing uh, the left's view on, on gender, on abortion, on a whole range of issues, not just on the regular population, but even on faith communities. Members of the House Freedom Caucus also telling EWTN News Nightly the bill impacts abortion by, among other things, removing conscience protections for those in the medical profession. It will force people to violate their beliefs in order to accommodate the expansion of uh, abortion access and taxpayer-funded abortion. The bishops warning that the bill could force church halls also to host functions that violate beliefs. Women, they say, would have to share shelters, sports, and locker rooms with biological males identifying as women. Religious adoption agencies would have to match children with same-sex couples or possibly face closure. The bill now goes to the Senate, and Joe Biden has promised he will sign the measure if it reaches his desk. However, it needs 60 votes in order to bypass procedural obstacles, and at this point, it's unlikely to move past the upper chamber. So far, no Senate Republicans who hold 50 of the 100 seats have said they will support the bill.
A former official at the Department of Health and Human Services warning yesterday that Health Secretary nominee Xavier Becerra could pose grave implications for the global pro-life cause. If confirmed as HHS Secretary, Becerra's priority in the job would be abortion. And Valerie Huber, former U.S. Special Representative for Global Women's Health, mentioned this during her interview last night on EWTN's Pro-Life Weekly. Most pro-life advocates here in the United States and citizens who don't want their taxpayer dollars used for abortion often focus only on what's happening here within the borders of the United States government. What that does is gives a, a, a president and an HHS secretary who is so focused on abortion plenty of space for mischief-making that could result in abortion being deemed an international human right. Becerra, currently California's attorney general, and during his tenure has upheld state pro-abortion laws forcing crisis pregnancy centers to advertise for abortion, also requiring Catholic nuns to have abortion coverage in their health plans. He has also pushed for easier access to the abortion pill and supported lawsuits against abortion restrictions in other states. At his confirmation hearing this week, he would not name a single abortion restriction that he supported. A new South Dakota law requiring doctors to provide equal care to abortion survivors as given to other babies. Governor Kirstie Noem signing the House Bill 1051 into law yesterday afternoon, a measure that could penalize doctors who fail to provide medical care to babies who survive abortions. She says the bill will guarantee the right to life for every baby born alive. Opponents of the bill say it would hinder their relationships, mothers' relationships with their doctors. More reaction, as Lisa G. reports, coming in following allegations of sexual harassment against New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Mayor de Blasio, along with Time's Up, a group Cuomo teamed up with to fight back against sexual harassment, are calling for an independent investigation. Meantime, New York Senator Chuck Schumer said sexual harassment is never acceptable and that any credible allegations should be investigated. On Wednesday, Lindsay Boylan, a former Cuomo aide, detailed allegations of sexual harassment that she first brought up in December. The 45th President Donald Trump expected to be a big draw in Central Florida this weekend. Trump is set to speak Sunday in Orlando at CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference. Many are waiting to see if he will give any indication that he'll run in 2024. Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis and Senator Rick Scott are also set to speak at the event today. Hearings expected to resume today in Texas over the statewide blackouts from last week's deadly winter storm. Thursday's hearings lasting 14 hours as Texas energy officials were grilled by state lawmakers in Austin. Texas Railroad Commissioner Christy Craddock was one of those facing tough questions. It sounds like we've gotten ourselves into a situation where we can't produce electricity because we don't have gas, but we can't produce gas because we don't have electricity. It's an interesting circular problem. The commission has regulatory authority over the state's oil and natural gas industry. Officials with the Electricity Reliability Council of Texas, known as ERCOT or ERCOT, were also in the hot seat over the blackouts, which left millions of Texans without energy in below freezing weather. That team ordered rotating power outages during the storm, but many Texas generators were reportedly not equipped to handle sub-freezing temps. And on Wednesday, six of the board members of that organization stepped down. They resigned. A group of parents in San Diego, as Cliff Albert tells us, is hoping a judge will help get their children back in school. 
Parents of students in five North County public school districts are suing Governor Newsom to overturn what they say are too restrictive and unnecessary rules for opening middle and high schools. We want our schools to go back to full-time, five-day-a-week in-person learning as they were uh, required to do you know, by state law back in, uh, in June. And, uh, and so we, we want the, the judge to, you know, invalidate these uh, new state rules. Parent Scott Davison saying the CDC guidelines and the science show that schools can be safely opened with spacing, masks, symptom testing and hand hygiene. COVID-19 hospital admissions, meanwhile, have dropped over 70 percent in the last month, and the oldest Americans are leading that decline. The CDC says Americans over 85 saw the most significant fall in hospitalizations from last month at 81 percent. They report that every age group saw admission decreases of at least 57 percent. It comes as vaccinations nationwide are starting to rapidly increase. As of Wednesday, 45.2 million Americans had received at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. And Pfizer is looking to see if a third dose of its COVID-19 vaccine will boost the antibody response even more. CEO Albert Borla says there's reason to be optimistic. We believe that the third dose at six months of the of the first, which is what we are going to try right now, will raise the antibody response to 10 to 20 folds what it is right now. The company's vaccine is about 95% effective with two doses. However, Pfizer wants to see if a third dose would help better protect against variants. It's giving the third dose to people who received the vaccine more than six months ago in a clinical trial. And finally, in our news segment, at almost 14 minutes past the hour on a very busy Friday morning, February 26th, Rory O'Neill tells us Wall Street looks pretty impressed by the latest financial report from SeaWorld. SeaWorld's theme parks continue to stay afloat during the pandemic, and Wall Street likes the numbers. In fiscal 2020, attendance fell about two-thirds to 6.4 million guests, even though many of the theme parks and water parks remain closed. Total revenue was about a third of 2019's figures. Still, the company is looking forward. New attractions are set to open this summer, and all 12 SeaWorld parks should be operational later this year. The company expects guests will return as vaccine programs expand. It's a Friday. Hope it's going well for you. Wrapping out February. Wrapping up, I should say, February. Can you believe it? This month just flew by. Hope you're doing well. And stay close to us. We have great ideas on how to make this a very fruitful and blessed Lent. Speaking of which, Doug Keck will be along to share, giving us the scoop on all the great programming to help you get through Lent. We'll be right back on a Friday morning. Stay tuned. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's Choice in Senior Home Care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. We need EWTN Radio for the reason that Mother Angelica founded this entire enterprise. She always saw this as a spiritual growth network. It was to be an enterprise in media that reached people in all aspects of their life. She saw this as a a holistic approach to reaching the whole person in the middle of the world and bringing them truth and life. Raymond Arroyo thinks Catholic Radio is important. So should you. How can we have faith and be transformed by the gospel? 
What part can we play in recreating the world for God's good plan? Once we understand that the gospel is not merely good news, but explosive, life-changing news, our life will never be the same. In Father John Ricardo's new book, Rescued, the Unexpected and Extraordinary News of the Gospel, he helps us to see the world through the lenses of God with a clear vision of the plot and the outcome of the story that we're living through. You can get Rescued and Father John's other great books on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. minutes past the hour. One of the highlights for me every week is to speak with Doug Keck. He's our President and Chief Operating Officer of the Network, and not only because he gives us a great update and, and kind of an inside look at what's coming up in the programming of EWTM, but because I really just love to talk to him about different issues. So, Doug, I, I really appreciate, as you know, as you heard the newscast, I use sound bites from <laughs> EWTN News Nightly, and let's see, where else did I get? The, oh, Pro, Pro-Life Weekly, Catherine's Show, because you're not going to get those sound bites and those perspectives anywhere else. Absolutely, and thanks for having me on. Of course, sure. as you as you indicate, uh, you know it, it gets filtered everywhere else, and and so you get these kind of sound bites that if you had watched the entire event, you would say, well, they found the one good coherent thing that was said that doesn't sound too obnoxious or too ridiculous. But when you listen to these people speaking themselves, you know whether they're unable to figure out whether eight-year-old boys or girls should decide whether they should have transgender surgery or Mm -hmm. not, or they can't figure out if there's any abortion situation that they couldn't find acceptable, if not endorsable. Um, You know, it's the world we live in. It's unfortunately, you know, this is, and I keep saying, this is what people voted for. They didn't realize maybe this is what they were voting for. I think a lot of people thought they were voting for a much more moderate uh, situation but you know as one I saw one pundit put it they said well you know abortion for everybody we basically have euthanasia we can kill people in nursing homes but at least there aren't any of these mean tweets out there we have to deal with yeah that's the biggest concern we have mean tweets yeah Yeah, those Mm -hmm. went away so everybody the 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 nation is secure. Uh, Unless, of course, if you're running for Office of Management and Budget, she was the queen of mean tweets, but that's okay. What's her well, face? you got to understand, it? you can't be using that against people at this point. We, we have to be a little more, you know, we have to understand and forgiving and merciful for those. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, again, it's, uh, you, you know they're lying because their lips are moving, and, and so we're just stuck in that situation that uh, we're li- we really are living in, in that kind of Orwellian you know, Absolutely. Double, double think, double speak. People say things. People look at each other silently and know that this is ridiculous. But they're so afraid to say anything because the emperor has no clothes, but mm-hmm. they don't want to get thrown into prison. It's it's very frightening, and and what I'm concerned about now this Equality uh, Act, as we mentioned, and as you've been covering on uh, the various outlets at EWTN, it passed the House. Uh, it's going to the Senate, obviously. The president has promised to sign it. Now, it doesn't look at this point, as I mentioned in my report, that it is going to receive any support from any Republican, and they need apparently 60 votes. But I just think they want to put this out there, and they're going to keep pushing and pushing. And if you think of everything that was outlined 
uh, in terms of what they're uh, want, what they want to do. My concern is that it could affect very quickly us at EWTN. Oh, absolutely. It's it's all over religious liberty. And, and again, as I, I said, to talking to someone, we've gone from condemning people's actions to, to, to you know, condemning their speech to uh, condemning how they think. I mean, this is where we are. Uh, and it, it, it's not that people thinking bad things when they act out shouldn't be condemned or it's even better if people didn't think these bad things but it's the going in to find out what you think so we can determine whether the way you think is appropriate or this kind of social credit concept which is floating around which really came out of communist china which is the more you toe the line the more social credit you get the more you're against the party line quote unquote the less you get and so your rights diminish or increase depending on how complacent and you are with the overall uh, mindset of the elites who now are determining how the country is supposed to be seen right and then the fcc chair who will be replaced soon i'm sure came out against two democratic senators who who are who sent a letter a very strong letter to at&t and other cable operators demanding answers as to why they allow conservative sites particular conservative sites to basically broadcast what they say is in, you know inflammatory speech and disinformation it's, and I it's think, just chilling right. what's going on absolutely and uh, what happened to the marketplace of ideas uh and best ideas win and that and that's the thing that sh it shows and and smart young people and anybody who's smart out there needs to realize if the left's ideas or the progressives ideas are the best ideas then let's let them stand up uh to rigorous review let them in the marketplace of ideas win out against other particular ideas some of which are based in our our catholic traditions and in the traditions of the united states and if it's seen that way then fine that that's a different story but the fact that they're so afraid of the truth they're so afraid of standing up and defending their positions without having to ad hominem right away and, and accuse you, well, it's I don't have to answer your argument, you're just a terrible person, you're an evil mm -hmm. person, and hence I don't have to think about what you're doing anymore, and I can ignore it and just go on with what I, I personally believe. And I think the one thing good, though, as you were mentioning, is the more these things get out there, if people just understood or were told, and that's why they need Catholic media and other alternate medias, uh, to find out exactly what these bills and what these decisions that have such nice names actually mean. Right. The vast majority of people, I can't believe, would be in support of them. The trouble is they never hear that. That's right. what the whole exactly. constriction of the media and the lineup that we have, including the techs uh, companies, you know, this whole idea of controlling the information so that a lot of good people out there are just uninformed right as a matter of fact to that point i posted some i posted the catholic news agency articles about becerra and also the equality act on my facebook page and people are responding well why are you surprised and i'm not surprised i'm just right. putting it out there on social media because a lot of people don't know this if you sit down and talk with people even if you have a general conversation about abortion they'll identify themselves as pro-choice and you sit down and you tell them well did you know that abortion is legal through nine months of pregnancy and what about infanticide they don't know any of that they're thinking that oh I'm just being very you know that we have the most moderate. much more right. liberal uh, abortion laws than they have in Europe where exactly. they're so progressive and exactly. so with it uh, they're not getting know. the information that's why it's so important what you do and what we do what we all do here on EWTN 
Right, exactly. Well, as it, as our Lord said, he was a liar from the beginning. You know, the yep. devil lies. That's what he relies on. He relies on untruths. Well, I'm so glad to have the opportunity to do the news and to draw from the great resources. But what else is coming up in programming for Lent? Well, I, this evening we got a r- really uh, great documentary. I am with you, a documentary on Carlo Acutis. You know that uh, the young uh, blessed. Uh, who died awesome. young, the Italian, was really yep. the kind of the the kind of the future saint of technology, so to right. speak, and was totally into what was he? He was into technology, but you know what he was really into the, the Eucharist, Eucharist and yep. Eucharistic miracles. Isn't that amazing? That when you trace back those great leaders, the people who hold up. The Eucharist is always at the center. Eucharistic adoration or things related to the Eucharist, because that's the core of everything. That's tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, and it was produced by the wonderful um, husband and wife team who worked on the uh, Mother Cabrini film for us. Oh, great. And so you know you've got some top-flight talent, and so look for that tonight. We're very proud of that. We also are uh, re-airing The Passion of Bernadette. That's for Saturday night. And we've got some new series debuting next week they might be saints uh miracle hunter michael o'neill is uh, on staff with ew10 so he's got a uh, new program coming up and we're going to go weekly with his show so people have had great response to that so that's that's really great because you know we need to hear more especially michael and i were talking about all the eucharistic miracles that people aren't even aware of Absolutely. Yeah. And Journey Through Scripture, the Bible and the Church Fathers coming up as well. And we also have, uh, speaking of news, EW10 News In-Depth, a new program will launch next Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time with uh, Mansi Alvarado, uh, who I'm sure you probably know. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's going to be hosting this program, one-hour in-depth look at uh, Catholic News and Review. So Awesome. Great, Doug. Thank you so much for all the great work, and let's continue to support EWTN, EWTN.com. If you want the truth, you're going to find it right here every day, 24-7. We'll be Amen. right back, and we'll be talking with Father Leo. Speaking of EWTN, stay tuned. Gleason. I look forward to talking with you again on my show called Catholic Questions Live. Your non-Catholic friends probably have some questions about the Church. I want to answer those questions. And to you, my Catholic listeners, let's keep developing clear, succinct, and accurate answers to defend all the great truths of Christ's Church. Having been an evangelical pastor for years, I understand the usual questions that come up. Amazingly, and by the providence of the Lord, it was through this radio station that I came back to the Catholic Church in which I was wonderfully raised. Catch Steve Gleason on Catholic Questions Live this Friday at 11 a.m. Do you want a faith-filled Catholic community where your child will thrive? Discover Immaculate Conception Catholic School in Denton, where your child will receive the very best spiritual foundation, along with excellence in education. ICCS serves 250 students ages 3 through 8th grade. Whether it's living the rosary, the celebration of the Mass, or the formation of saints, scholars, musicians, and athletes, Our Lady School is the place to be. For more information, call 940-381-1155 to arrange a tour or visit catholicschooldenton.org. I'll bet you know by now that Amazon Smile is a great way to support your favorite charity. And supporting the Guadalupe Radio Network while you shop is easy. Step one, just start off at smile.amazon.com. Step two, choose La Promesa Foundation as your charity. La Promesa Foundation is the parent company of Guadalupe Radio Network. And step three, enjoy your shopping. 
Amazon will donate a portion of your purchase to the La Promesa Foundation, and it doesn't cost you any extra. La Promesa Foundation and Guadalupe Radio Network, thank you. Hello, it's Todd Sluter, licensed professional counselor with Epiphany Counseling and sponsor of GRN. I've been blessed to work with many individuals, couples, teens, and families in our diocese, incorporating counseling principles with authentic Catholic values. God wants you to have a greater sense of joy and purpose. If you or someone you know are struggling to find purpose, stuck moving forward with goals in life, or a relationship is not working, you may need to seek a counselor to help regain hope and healing. You may get in touch with me at 469-556-8336. a beautiful Friday. This is a day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Father Leo Petalingo joining me, good friend of mine. We've known each other for a long time. And his beautiful ministry, PlatingGrace.com. And I love watching him in EWTN. I loved your program when you were in Hungary. That was really great with the different wines and all of the different breads that you were making. That was awesome. But I wanted to talk to you this morning because you're going to be joining us on the GoodNewsCruise.com. That's a website, Good News Marriage Cruise, GoodNewsCruise.com. And you're going to be doing another a number of things, obviously celebrating Mass, uh, speaking to us, but you're also, my understanding is, you're going to be cooking for us, are you not? I am. So we have done this in the past, uh, having just our pilgrims experience not just the message of faith and food, but to taste and see the goodness of the Lord. So I'll be collaborating with the executive chef in the, on, the, on the ship itself, and we're going to create some fantastically delicious opportunities for people to not only learn something, but to be inspired by the food and the company. Okay, here's the deal. I said this to my listeners at the top of the hour, and I'm going to put you on the spot here. It's like 60 minutes, but not really a very mild version. Can I be your sous chef in one of the in one of the dishes that you make? Absolutely. I mean, my gosh, okay, everyone's got to participate, but yes, we have done that in the past. Too, yes, we have. Where we yes. literally just kind of throw aprons on people and get them to participate, because people have to know that when you go to a different country or if you are experiencing a vacation of some sort, I say turn it into a pilgrimage. And you have to participate by actually getting into the experience. You can't just be a spectator. You have to be an active participant. Well, I'm thinking that we should have a, have a dueling competition for um, tomato sauce and meatballs and see who makes the better meatballs and sauce. <laughs> I, would lo- I would love that because, I mean, it's always a win-win-win situation because if yours is better than mine, according to people, then I steal your recipe and people right. eat it. So this is always a good thing. No, and I always uh, say that my traditional uh, spaghetti meatballs, it ain't so traditional only because I'm not going to compete against your grandmother's recipe. There so I kind, of, I kind of create my own based on that inspiration. Yeah, well, I, 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 and I will share the recipe. I won't be like Marie Barone and not give, uh, not give Deborah the recipe. I will share it. I'll even print it up. But seriously, Father, what you're doing is so important. I was just talking to Doug Keck about the, the terrible things that are going on in our world and the very frightening effort that went on in the House yesterday where they rammed through the Equality Act, which is nothing about equality. It attacks everything that we know to be near and dear and true, you know, the good, the beautiful, and the true in terms of family and life and marriage. And it's, and, and it's not about equality. And it's harmful to the people who are struggling with issues such as gender dysphoria or maybe in a situation where they are considering abortion. So this Equality Act does just the opposite. And this is why we need to get back to the basics of what you're doing. 
Yeah, well, you know, the whole idea of equality, sometimes people think that it's just the equal distribution of goods. And that actually is the basis for socialism. We have equality if you recognize that God is certainly the sovereign of our nation. We are one nation under God. Secondly, we recognize equality when we recognize the dignity of the human person in the womb, no matter what color they are. We're never going to have equality unless we protect the dignity of human life at its most vulnerable stages. So the fact is that Equality Act is just another misnomer, like all the other things like Planned Parenthood, which destroys parenthood, you know, the organization of the BLM, which, again, we like the fact that people recognize that Black Lives Matter, but the organization itself was a moniker for transgender and queer experiences. It wasn't anything like supporting that the people of color. And, and, you know, you just take a look at Antifa. They are the most fascist group. And so what the devil has done in the details is that they've taken good things in name and completely reversed it. It is right. so evil. We are we're eating lies. And, and, for example, with abortion, they've always called it choice. They never called it abortion because they know that most people don't like it. Oh, absolutely. And they'll always say if it's somebody who wants to welcome a child, they'll call it a baby. They're expecting, the royal family's expecting a baby, but they'll call it a fetus. And again, even there, people don't realize that the word fetus simply means small person in Latin. It is pathetic and sad. So, Father, in, in terms of doing something like the Good News Cruise, why is this important to set time aside? Obviously, it's a, it's a great vacation. It's a lot of fun. And, and there's going to be some, speaking of good news, some good news coming about this very soon, from what I understand, uh, in terms of travel guidelines and how they're really being careful. But why should we consider doing something like this, taking a week out of our time to be with other married couples? What do you think? I think in the past 2020, we've realized that life is short and that we started bemoaning the fact that we haven't had the chance to do all the things we wanted to do prior to the lockdown. And, and why? Because we kept ourselves so busy doing what? Not living and not thriving, but just surviving. And so what the Good News Cruise, and really any pilgrimage for that matter, gives you the opportunity to refocus your life, to experience the good aspects of this world, which God created as good. And it also gives us community. You're going to make some friends there for the rest of your life. Yep, there are, absolutely. There's going to be companions and helpers to you along the way. And, and, and then the final thing is, why aren't we allowed to celebrate anymore? Who has the right to take away our celebration? And so this is really just an opportunity to celebrate our faith. That to me, it's so important. And I know you lead pilgrimages, and we've done one together with, with couples. And one of my favorite things about being a pilgrimage leader is, and, and Kelly Walquist and I talk about this all the time, is when we're sitting in the front of the bus and we're listening to people who don't know each other and just met uh, maybe a day or two ago, and they're laughing and they're praying and they're sharing stories, and you see them bonding and inviting other people. I remember last year in, or in 2019, we had a woman who was actually just suffered a major tragedy. She lost her nephew in a car accident, and her... Uh, brother and sister-in-law said, please go, continue to go and pray for us. We need you there to pray for us. But she just planned on being by herself and just kind of being alone to kind of mourn and just go into the churches. But yet the pilgrims went up to her and said, no, we want you to be with us. We want you to laugh. We want you to, we're going to pray with you for your family, but you need to have some joy. And she just wrote me, Father, about a month ago and thanked me 
for the pilgrimage because she said it changed her life. It gave her the strength to face the loss of her nephew. And it was very tragic. He died in a car accident right before she came with us. And she said, I've made new friends that I talk to all the time. She said it was an incredible experience. And to me, because the pilgrimage is one thing, but the pilgrimage of life continues after you get off the plane or the bus or the ship. Absolutely. So a lot of people don't take the time or invest their resources in pilgrimage experiences. And so, therefore, they don't really know how to do the pilgrimage of life well. You know, when you're actually with a group that knows what they're doing, a tour company and tour leaders that know what they're doing, you give them the tools necessary to really engage the faith in the pilgrimage after the pilgrimage ends, which we just simply call life. And so hearing stories like that is not only common, we expect it, because good things happen when you're willing to participate in good experiences, like a pilgrimage. Absolutely. So for more information, and Father's going to join us again after the break, but I do want to direct you to thegoodnewscruise.com, because in addition to Father Leo, we have Archbishop Shapu, Father John Ricardo, we have uh, Al Cresta and Sally Cresta. Deacon Dom and I will be sharing our reversion story. We have Deacon Harold Berg-Sivers, Scott and Kimberly Hahn. I mean, so it's like a lineup of who's who on EWTN. I'm telling you, this is going to be awesome. I hope you can join us. And Father Don Calloway can't join us on the cruise, but he is doing a pre-night for us. And, of course, I'm sure he'll be probably talking a lot about St. Joseph and families. Goodnewscruise.com. More with Father Leo when we come back. Check out his powerful website and his books platinggrace.com as well as his programs on EW10. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dave Palmer with a reminder to download the Guadalupe Radio Network app on your smartphone. It's very simple to do, and once you have the app on your phone, you can listen to a crystal clear signal of this station, KTH 910 AM, 24 hours a day, anywhere you are. If you have any questions about our app or need help setting it up on your phone, contact me through email, davepalmer at grnonline.com. Hi, this is Bob Duane with My Mutual Mortgage, a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. My wife, Norma, and I have been longtime supporters of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are praying for our country and all that are affected by the coronavirus. The drastic fluctuations in the market have caused mortgage rates to drop to record lows. If you'd like an analysis of your mortgage situation, we can be reached by calling 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. My Mutual Mortgage is an equal housing lender, NMLS 12901. Of Lebanon Maronite Catholic Church in Louisville is currently seeking a full time administrative assistant for the parish. Qualifications for the position include being an active member of a Catholic faith community and knowledgeable in the faith, a bachelor's degree, knowledgeable and experienced in using a computer, including Microsoft Office, experience in business correspondence, and excellent English grammar and writing skills. If interested, submit a cover letter and resume to ladyofl719 at gmail.com. Are you wondering what to do with the house and need to talk with someone who can explain your options? My name is Jake, and as real estate investors, my brother Gerald and I are working to resolve real estate issues in your local area. We're proud sponsors of this great radio station. So, if you're looking for an offer or simply like to explore your different choices, then our number to call is 682-317-9330, or you can simply visit us at 911myhouse.com. 
always fun catching up with my friend Father Leo. Father Leo Padlinghug, he's a wonderful chef, speaker, author, and an amazing priest who preaches the truth with love. Platinggrace.com is his website. I am so excited that he's going to be joining us on the Good News Cruise, which is coming up next year. And I want to remind you, it is filling up. We do have plenty of room, but check it out, goodnewscruise.com. And Father will be cooking for us. And I get to be a sous chef. Yay! I'm going to bring some of my fun Italian um, aprons and just kind of like yeah, have you at should. it. Yeah. You know, when, when you listed the, the presenters, it is a powerhouse. I know. And I'm incredibly humbled to Me be too. part of that. <laughs> what the heck am I doing on that list? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we know that. I mean, but it's, the idea is it's just a, it's a great place to just be theologically formed, to have a positive experience, and to have fun. It's fun. We had so much fun last year, even though Dr. Ray Garendi was there. We tried to kind of like, you know, keep our oh, distance well. from him. But, well, we, just t- we didn't want to be too mean to him because we are Christ- Catholic Christians after all. But, no, he's going to be on after the cruise, all. too. He's a hoot. He's <laughs> he's wonderful. He actually has a really good singing voice, and he, he just brought down the house karaoke night. He was he was awesome. I uh, can't uh, wait for karaoke yes. night being Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so listen, you're working on something very exciting, and you promised to come back on when it gets closer to the actual launch date. But tell us about your food truck, Father. Yes. So we have been in the throes of preparing our food truck. We officially have it named called Plating Grace and Grub. It is an opportunity to bring people together to have delicious food and also have the meaning and the inspiration of redemption because I hire returning citizens, people who are a little underserved and underprivileged. They've been incarcerated in the past, and we're starting our launch This coming Monday, March 1st through April 1st, we're doing our crowdfunding. We're serving international comfort food, and we're also going to serve the poor because not only is it going to be a truck serving amazing international comfort food, but we're also going to use the truck to distribute meals to people in need in our local community. So it's going to be fantastic. Are you going to turn that into some sort of a TV program, I hope? Because that would be awesome. I, you know, who knows, but we, we definitely want people to see uh, what we're doing, but more importantly, taste the goodness of the Lord in mm. this time, because it's bringing people together, and we can do smaller events, you know, in an open area with our food truck, and also hear the story about what redemption, what hard work can do for the family, especially for people who have been formerly incarcerated. And so people can either donate to the GoFundMe page, or they can even, I I love to call this, give and live. We'll memorialize you. You know how you sometimes memorialize a a pew in the church or a kneeler or a statue? Mm -hmm. Well, you can sponsor a wheel, the steering wheel, the the griddle, the, the... the, basically the hood in the you can even sponsor my booster chair so that I can reach the pedals on the seat you know so it's just we've got some great fun things to do you know, Father, you were on the Food Network uh, with Bobby Flay, and I'm thinking that this would be another great opportunity for the Food Network to do an awesome story because this is is hitting so many needs in terms of what you're trying to do with this. I certainly hope people will pay attention because you know. Our food should never be something that makes us celebrate, but we don't recognize how people don't have any opportunities. And so we're trying to develop a consciousness with our culinary abilities, serving meals with a message. And, you know, the food is going to be delicious. International comfort food, which basically is a three-part menu. You can either 
choose your main course, chicken, beef, shrimp, or veggies. Then you choose your method, quesadilla, a stir-fry noodle, or a salad. And you choose your mood, which is the different sauces. We have five sauces to start off with, and they're just internationally inspired, from Italian sea spice to French Provençal. We've got a Latin fresh sauce, a barbecue S.A., sauce, and then a, 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 an Asian fusion island sauce. Wow. So it's really going to be fun. Lots of fun and delicious. You're making me hungry. What's your favorite food to cook? I know that you took a real interest in Italian food when you were studying over in Rome. Um, what's your favorite mm-hmm. food to cook? So, you know, it's more of a style. I like to take people's things in their own pantry and revisit it and kind of do something different with it. And so fusion is basically what I like to do oh, okay. and, 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 and create things. But you're absolutely right. When I, I took courses at the Cordon Bleu in Perugia, in Italy, and so I have a true love for Italian cuisine. I'm no master at it, but I do know how to cook it, and it's, it's delicious, and it's always, a, it's always a fun thing for people to have my version of Italian food. Even Italians like my version of Italian food, so I'm, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you were in Perugia, which of course is the town of the of not only a town of a university and, and the school that you mentioned, but it's also the home of the uh, Bacci Paraguina, the famous chocolates in that area. Yeah, of the country. absolutely. Yeah. They mm-hmm. also have a very deep tradition in kind of rustic, classic Italian cuisine. So the the, the Italians kind of inspired me to to really put soul into the food that we create. And so what we're trying to do is give people international experiences because, you know, sometimes you go to a truck and they serve tacos or they serve right. burgers or pizza. Here, you're going you're gonna to get comfort food with the choice of an international flavor. That's awesome. Father, that's just terrific, and, and we will have you back on to talk more in detail about that. Thank you so much for joining us and for giving us your time, not only this morning, but in all the great work you do, to help us understand more importantly, you know, the manjeri, this, this coming together around the table, the Eucharist, and how it's the center of everything, and how we can only be truly fed if we have our eyes uh, on Jesus Christ, especially in the Eucharist. You can find all the information about Father Leo's great ministry at platinggrace.com. And I do hope you'll think and pray about joining us, but think and pray quickly because it's it's filling up the goodnewscruise.com, which is next January, which an incredible lineup of speakers, including our dear friend, wonderful priest, Father Leo. Thanks, Father. Thank you. God bless you all. You too. And we will talk soon about your fabulous food truck. Check out all the great work of fathers at planinggrace.com. 45 minutes past the hour on a Friday. We will have about when we come back six minutes for Fact Check Friday, the way the media aren't covering Andrew Cuomo. Very interesting indeed. Stay tuned. This Ave Maria program is brought to you in part by the nonprofit CMF Curo. Your search for affordable health care stops here. Since 2014, CMF Curo has provided Catholics with affordable health care sharing that goes beyond insurance. With programs that cost less than many COBRA and ACA-sponsored plans, CMF Curo is a Catholic health sharing experience that enables you to live fully alive while saving money. Call 1-833-GET-CURO to find affordable Catholic health care now. That's 1-833-GET-CURO. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. 
Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and lighthouse work. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. I turned from a recreational drug user to a drug addict. That took me to my knees. I lost a family, almost two families. I lost friends. Now that I'm back in the Catholic Church, I'm a new person. I love it. I love it. My heart's there. I took communion after 18 years, and I, the rest of the Mass I sat and cried. God restored my life. God restored my family. God restored my love. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 10 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan cost goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. 48 minutes past the hour. Hope you're having a beautiful Friday morning. It is February 26th, the last full week of February, moving into March and the first full week of Lent. Please stay tuned to EWTN, Ave Maria Radio, and all of our outlets and our affiliates because we bring you Catholic information, news, and everything you need to to lead a really fulfilled Catholic life. You'll find it here at EWTN. Check out our great resources at EWTN.com. I want to give out a big uh, air hug to my dear sister Barbara McWiggin from The Good Fight, which airs on Saturday afternoons, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And she did an hour with me. We taped an hour-long interview, I believe what's today, Friday and Wednesday, on my new book, Listening for God, the incredible discovering the incredible ways God speaks to us. And it was published by our friends at Sophia Institute Press. And um, Barbara really got into some of the stories. As you know, she recovered from a bad bout of COVID. And so some of the COVID-related stories we had in the book really moved her. So anyway, it was a lot of fun. That'll be on tomorrow afternoon. Uh, this segment we try to do every single Friday, but there's always so much going on. It's not always possible. But I needed to talk about this because it is extremely not only frustrating, but it is unjust, it's unfair, and it shows the mockery that media members are making of this industry that is supposed to be impartial, that is supposed to let you decide, that is supposed to cover both sides of the story, and has long lost its way. We have another uh, grave example of this. Uh, the story broke earlier this week. Well, two stories, actually, big stories in the last week or so with Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, regarding the fact that finally, finally, after FOI, Freedom of Information Request, they actually stalled on responding to these requests for information on the number of people who died in nursing homes, and there's a huge disparity of what they first said versus what actually happened. So you're pretty sure you're familiar with that story. So the major networks, the ABCs, NBCs, CBSs, are still pretty much ignoring that. It's getting some play now. But the next story to break about Cuomo came out earlier this week, and these are allegations from a former staff member who was very high up in his office. And these are serious sexual harassment charges or allegations that she's making against him. There has not been a, from my understanding yet, there has not been a formal complaint filed with the police. She did step down because in her uh, testimony that she gave in a piece that was posted on the New York Post, she said that she feared uh, for herself in her situation, so she resigned. Now, apparently, other women are coming forward and are going to be joining her in complaining against the governor regarding very inappropriate and sexist behavior. 
Now, these are all allegations at this point, and he's denying them. Okay, fine. And we don't know if they're true. It has to be, you know, sorted out. So, as I was saying earlier at the top of the hour, when you have a story like this, or any story, uh, if you have a lawsuit, if you have allegations, you do put the story out there and you explain that this person is saying that this is not correct. You know, wh- whatever the case is, whether it's a priest that's accused, whether it's an official. But what happens in the secular media is they're all over these issues that they claim to care so much about. And they placate the politicians that say they care about them, but only when it suits them. When there is a person who is accused that is in their corner, that is one of their own, They downplay it, they ignore it, or the way they cover it is extremely unfair. For example, when Brett Kavanaugh was accused by Dr. Ford years ago, when he was being nominated for the Supreme Court, it was all about the victim, the victim, the victim, and all women must be heard, okay? And yet, the stories, the way they led those stories was all about so-and-so says this, so-and-so says that about Brett Kavanaugh. Dr. Ford says this, and then there are all these other women coming out and other women finally admitted afterwards that they had lied and make up, made up their claims. But in the case of Dr. Ford, the way the stories, in terms of that lead story, those headlines, and most people still to this day do not read, if they're reading something, whether it's hard copy in print or it's online, rarely get past the headline and the first paragraph. That's why that lead paragraph, when you're in journalism school, they make sure that you put the who, what, where, when, why, and how as much as possible in that first paragraph because they know And look, I'm out of journalism school 40 years, but they know that that first paragraph is so important in terms of giving people information because they're not going to take the time to read the rest of the story. So that's why you often see so many sensational headlines. And so the way the media are covering the story involving Andrew Cuomo is that that he's denying it. He's the victim, not the other way around. And they just started to really talk about it, okay? And they're barely saying it. CNN finally mentioned it, but only online. And there's a whole other area of conflict of interest with his brother, Chris Cuomo, a top CNN anchor who is ignoring not only the deaths in the nursing homes, but also the allegations against his brother. Now, um, the head of CNN came out when the story broke about the nursing home, saying that, well, you know, the reason we allowed Chris to talk with his brother during COVID is because it was such a unique situation. But he can't talk about this situation with the nursing home deaths because now it's a conflict of interest. Okay, no, wait a minute. It's a conflict of interest now because it's a negative story, but last year when he was the media darling and they were all embracing him and he is the, the gold standard for handling COVID, Chris Cuomo had him on practically every night. They were joking around with each other. It was really a disgusting display. And you talk about a major conflict of interest. It was utterly ridiculous. But that was okay according to CNN news executives because this was a very unique situation. But now you have all of these people, more than we thought originally, have died in nursing homes, but he can't cover it on his show because it's a conflict of interest. You can't have it both ways. The same thing with the allegations now against Cuomo. Why aren't they giving the amount of attention to this story that they gave, for example, and that's just one example, the nomination procedures and the hearings that went on with Brett Kavanaugh? Think about it. Every woman needs to be heard. We do know that the White House has put out a statement saying that, yes, okay, this needs to be heard. She needs to be, this needs to be looked into. But I'm talking about the media here. The fact that they are playing favorites. And one report talks about ABC News, right? The World News Tonight anchor, David Muir, 
spent time telling his viewers about an American Airlines flight that apparently spotted a UFO. The pilot telling air traffic control that a long object just flew over the plane, saying it looked like a cruise missile. And he teased that story multiple times, but when it comes to Cuomo and these allegations, these very serious allegations, crickets. Fact Check Friday. The media using the facts when it only serves their agendas. And that's not media, that's pure propaganda. And it has to stop. And we need to know about it so we can try to make a difference. This is what Doug Keck and I were talking about earlier. People have, they form their views and they act upon what they hear and see in the media, which is, for the most part now, again, propaganda and agenda driven. And interesting on my Facebook page when I post a story about Andrew Cuomo, folks on the left are screaming and saying, well, these are only allegations. Well, okay. Well, they were only allegations against Brett Kavanaugh, but that didn't stop them from doing 24-7 gavel-to-gavel coverage. And then crickets on Cuomo? How is that fair? It's not. Okay. That's my Fact Check Friday. You go ahead and have a blessed weekend. Keep speaking the truth in love, and we'll be back on a Monday. See ya. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E Maria Radio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Shining the light of truth on the path of salvation. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Claritas is a Catholic men's group that meets quarterly to celebrate our rich Catholic heritage. They have rescheduled their next meeting to Thursday, March 4th in downtown McKinney. The evening starts with a whiskey tasting, cured meats, and cigars before an inspiring talk by an engaging Catholic speaker. Dress is coat and tie. If you are or know a committed Catholic man aged 18 and over that may be interested in attending, please reach out to Eric Bonnenberger at 972-345-2538. Are you tired of working from home? If so, you're invited to check out Work Suites, a new sponsor of KATH 910 AM owned by Flip Howard from St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Dallas. Work Suites is designed for professionals who desire their own workspace to get their work done. Work Suites provides amenities such as a receptionist, mail and package handling, meeting rooms, and high-speed internet. To learn more about Work Suites, you can visit worksuites.com or call 888-312-WORK. That's work, S-U-I-T-E-S dot com. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. 
Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 